Hi, my name is Sarah Silverman. And I feel... Ambivalent, I guess, or... Well, that's just fantastic. (laughs) Oh. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk in blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Joined by my chums, my pals, my amigos, Sona Movsesian. Hello, Sona. Hi, Conan. Oh, you're, get your no. fist over your mouth. I Is it a, yeah. it's, it's just comfortable this way. I know, but it sounds to people uh, listening that I'm you've sorry. had a mini stroke. And um, Matt Corley, how are you? Hola, amigo. <laughs> okay. Hey. Nice, you're bilingual. That's yeah, fantastic. That's as far as it goes. Uh, we have lovely show today. Yeah. Excited about it. And I see we're twinning a little bit. We've both not shaved. Yeah. Um, and I'm stunned by the face I see in the morning when I look in the mirror. Because I'm used to shaving. I shave a lot. I then, like this look on you. It looks good. But it's total, uh, you know, gold prospector time. It's, mm-hmm. a, it, it's a ghostly white uh, beard that's freaking me out. Yeah. So is this the first time you've had a beard in a while since it's gone yeah. full on? Yeah, it's gone. Tundra. It's funny. It used to be uh, sort of coppery. It was redder mm. than my hair. Mm. Um, sort of, well, you know, kind of like Prince Harry's beard. Mm. I'm just saying that because he's a name that everyone's talking about. And I think I'm a lot like Prince Harry. How so? Well, hounded by the paps. Nope. Um, forced to leave my native country. Hounded by the paps. To marry the woman I loved. It's your um, native country? Yeah. Which yeah. one is it? Let's not get into it. Let's not ask a lot of questions. You don't even answer the very basic question of which country. Why can't people just accept that I am so much like Prince Harry? Oh, it's because you're not. You're not not at all all like like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was when I got married. People said, "Sorry, ladies." But eligible bachelor Conan O'Brien is off the market. Mm. You know, you made jokes, but probably people said that. uh, They didn't. I went looking. (laughs) I was trying to be nice. I hired six. You I went hu- looking. I hired six publicists to scour <laughs> through microfilm, internet, everything. Uh, no, not we one mention. We gave people a script and asked them to say that, and they still and they wouldn't, wouldn't do it. it. No. Yeah, no. A lot of women everywhere rejoice that El Creepo is off the market. Oh. <laughs> that was a headline in the New York Times. Um, a cruel paper. Uh, no, I had it. Was, it was very coppery red, and now I'm. I'll get up in the morning and I'll forget that I have. You know, I've just let it go. Yeah, and uh, I um, I look like my own ghost mm. from the oh, future. I you think know? you look distinguished. Well, thank oh. you. I think you look. Real. Yours looks good. Oh, look, thank you. Does you it know? keep you warm? Does uh, it even do? Does it do no. anything? You know what it is. It itches. I, it, uh, I remember uh. Uh, my son when he was really young asked me because this was back when I had originally had my beard for a little while uh, during our touring period during all that craziness in 2010, and um, he was worried because he thought, you know, someday he'd be able to grow a beard. And he thought that it hurt. He said, does it hurt when the hair pushes up through the skin? And I said, like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) Oh no, you lied. Yeah. I told him that it's very, very, it's unending agony. Do you get food stuck in it? I don't think so. Okay. No, not at this length, but there is a point. No, if we really let it go, and I don't know that I'm really going to let it go. Zizi top it. Yeah. You know what? Letterman. Letterman yeah. did that crazy uh, escaped convict who's been living in the woods for six years beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the Rumpelstiltskin beard where yeah. he fell asleep for 15 years. And so anyone else, no, it's like he grabbed that piece of pie. No one, None of us can do that. Now. Are you bitter about it? Very not, bitter. Oh, okay. Why don't no, no, you I just do long mutton chops, long gray mutton chops that you look know, like <clears throat> whisker wings? Yeah, like, a, like an old general in the Civil War. Yeah. Um, but down so low that you could like wrap them under your armpits and flip them back. Oh, Wait, so it's so going, why not? basically huh? sideburns that go down and then I braid them with my armpit hair. Yes. So it all attaches. And yes. then I can, it's like a sling for my iPhone. Yes. And you could like theoretically move your head to the left and your right arm will come up. Yeah. You're like a puppeting yourself. Yeah. yeah. I could be my own puppeteer. I could yeah. be both puppet and puppeteer. That's what you've always wanted. That's it's, the dream. That is the dream. <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, this will go, uh, it, it'll go soon. But what I will say is I've sometimes thought of 
growing crazy sideburns. Yeah, you should. I've, just I, real crazy sideburns. Why not? Because it would go with your kind of rockabilly aspirations. Yeah. Do you yeah. think you can? Do you think you can pull it off? What do you mean, pull it off? Say, say, be honest. I don't know. Do you have the? Do you have the persona for rockabilly? Like no, for like sideburns. Well, listen, you've seen me perform rockabilly. I know, yeah. And but you don't perform it all the time. It's I not know. like you have uh, you're touring. You're not I know, touring. But I could. What I'm saying is, if I got the hair combed up and I got the the flip collar going and I had crazy sideburns. Yeah, you want to be a cool guy with sideburns. Here's the problem. Huh. When you hit a certain age and you're still out there playing electric guitar, uh, I remember it was I was playing once with my band and one of my writers, I don't know if it was Sweeney or Matt, someone said, um, that oh. was fantastic. It's like a Viagra commercial. <laughs> yeah. oh. and, and I immediately thought of the guy who's in his like 60s. <laughs> yes. And there was one where, where a guy's playing, he's rocking it out in his band. And his wife, who's got long gray hair and is like 60, is with him with a tambourine. The minute I heard that, I burned my guitar. But got a huge boner. Oh, (laughs) massive. Because I didn't realize you're supposed to just take one. I put seven of them in a smoothie. (laughs) Yeah. And I rented myself out as a coat hook. At the Embarcadero Room. Uh, oh. I don't uh, like that imagery. What? Just people coming and hanging things on your dick? Well, I like that. Is your, are your pants up? I like that anyone, mm. if I rented oh. myself out to a stork club coat room because I had a never ending boner from eating seven <laughs> Viagras, that they would accept that because they. It's somehow better than a normal coat hook. <laughs> and not only that, it's one of those coat hooks that if you pull down, it opens a secret passage you know, yeah. like, to the back of the yeah, room. Yeah, but I scream as you pull it down. <laughs> How many I coats shriek. can you hold oh, with your dick? Are you kidding me? See. I'm a, one? guess what? Four wet raincoats <laughs> and a parka. <laughs> Ladies, just so you know, I've tested it. These are wet raincoats, not dry. Dry doesn't count. I know there were some comedians out there saying, oh, give me a dry raincoat. Four wet raincoats. These are the really good, like, British raincoats and a parka that's laden with snow and has two five-pound weights in the mitten pockets. That's what this old cockaroo can do. A cockaroo. A cockaroo. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, well, I guess that's the lucky word for the day. Uh, All right, well, we got, <laughs> I think we have a show here somewhere. My guest today is a very funny comedian and actress. You know from the Larry Sanders Show, the Sarah Silverman Program, and Wreck-It Ralph. She's currently touring the country on her Grossome Lips Tour. Tickets are available now. She's also guest hosting The Daily Show all next week on Comedy Central. That'll be great. I'm thrilled. She's here. Sarah Silverman, welcome. Sarah, you know I love you. I do. And I have, and I have for a long time. And um, and we've been in the comedy trenches together. I like to act like it's sort of like trench warfare. Yeah. When doing comedy is nothing like trench warfare. Right. Uh, dysentery rats, bullets flying. I remember when you first came on my show in, I think it was 1993, when you were yeah. seven years old. That's right. You were just a tiny, tiny kid when you came on my show for the first time. And I was like your friendly old uncle. I was frightened. You know, it was more of a creepy uncle? No, just to, you know, be on TV. Oh, you were afraid <clears throat> to be on TV? No, I don't know. Maybe you were. I don't, I don't know. know. Were but you, you being always... on your show is the best. Well, thank you. But you always seemed fearless. Always. Um, and I know that that's not true, but you're really good at faking it. Right. Thank you. And uh, you're really good at going out there with really smart, very edgy material and uh, selling it. And and afterwards, you leave this impression of sweetness and light. And I always think, how is that how is that possible? Do you know what I mean? It's a magic trick you managed to pull off. It's like an aftertaste. There is. There's a very pleasant, God loves Sarah. She's so great. After you're done. And then when I look at the transcript of some of the <laughs> things that you've said, uh, I, you know, I want to have you arrested. <laughs> so it's a very, very cool thing that you do. Thank you. Uh, this is over now. To say. We're, no, we're done. We're done. <laughs> there was no question. I was just saying nice things about you. I was happy. I walked into the office 
and you had already gotten here. And I walked upstairs and immediately I see you wearing a Filson's winter hat, mm-hmm. which makes me really happy. I know you're from New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Massachusetts. I'm wearing, uh, I'm willing the weather to be colder than it is here in Los Angeles. So I'm wearing a very, I think you described it as very sexy and manly. Maybe I said that. I think it's, it's what it is, is it's, um, I would say this is LA rugged, mm-hmm. but um, you know how you can like buy like thousand dollar sneakers that look like they're used yeah. and um, jeans with holes in them and they're like expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like if this were for actual cold weather, it would be lined. It would be lined. Would it's be not lined. lined. You're and right. what is this new fancy thing of unlined clothes? That's cheaper. Well, I don't think this is a very, I'm honestly saying this is not a very expensive. Uh, is it a jacket shirt. or a shirt? You know, that's, it's yeah. called a shacket. <laughs> Is it really? No, I just made that oh. up. It's kind of a halfway between. Who makes it? It's not like this fancy company. It Maybe is we... a company called Flint, Flint and Tinder. Yeah. Oh, you knew. Well, the minute you, you said Flint, it. I knew what it was. Flint oh, and Tinder. Flint yeah. and Tinder. And I'm not doing an ad for them, but if they want to send me some stuff, I'll yeah. split it with you. Okay. Um, it is nice though. I'm being. I'm negging you because I read uh, the game. And uh, I heard people. that's, yeah, that like brings them, you know, I prey on your insecurities that you'll, you'll want from me uh, more if I uh, neg you. I tried to, because uh, <laughs> that's the thing that you do in dating. They say you're supposed to, you can do it in business. You can say, oh, I don't really think you have a great company here. Oh, please, we'll lower our price. Well, I really don't think you, you know, that's, yeah. but they also say you can do it in dating. That's what is. That's the game. That's the that book. The game. Yeah, I'm always current. It's from about 19 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. It was current 19 years ago. You but, know when people on the internet go like, "Well, oh, remember when you used to be funny?" Or is that just me? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I've never had. I've. This is interesting. I'm the only celebrity that's never had a negative thing said about me in social media. Oh my God, that's I've had amazing. Them, I've had them scrub the entire internet since 1993. It's unbelievable. Not one negative comment wow. ever of any kind. Oh my God. So anyway, you get that sometimes? Remember uh, when you n- used to be uh, funny? N- um, yeah, I do. But I get that and I go, oh, these jerks, they're you know, whatever. But then last night I was like, I remembered some old material and I was like, I did used to be way funnier. <laughs> I mean, that is, ab- and I do remember it. I mean, I was pretty hardcore funny. Yeah. You know? It's funny because my response would be, you used to think I was funny. <laughs> wow. Like what year specifically? Uh, 1995. What's that? You're all red. I just wanted to see my fingerprint. Oh, am I all red? <laughs> yeah, you just suddenly got red <laughs> I think because I is it you know I am as we all know very white and when I laugh or show joy my face gets red in that Irish way and then yes you can put your palm on my forehead and if you take it off quickly yeah oh there you go oh my god oh my god cool right yeah it's really fun is I it just, cool well, the problem is I just burst a vessel in my brain. <laughs> so I've got about 30 seconds to live. Yeah. Isn't it just funny what we do for- to, to get a laugh. I mean, I can like make my hand like really like contorted. Like, you know, like I go like this. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at that. And people go, how do you do that? I go, it hurts. I, you know, like, <laughs> I just like, that's how bad I want attention, I guess. <laughs> oh, it, it is- uh, I can't do it's that at all. Just painful. That I'm looks just... insane. I, I mean, look at that. That is oh my absolute. God. Ah, uh, we'll take a picture so you can post a still. Well, I think we already got it. Look at that. What is this a video <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Is it really? Sure. Why not? <laughs> oh no. No, you look amazing. I guess. Fantastic. Um, I, uh, I to that point, if I thought I could make. It's got to be a pretty good sized crowd. I'm going to say at least 3,500. Oh, let's talk like Beacon Theater, some big crowd. Yeah, but wow. if I thought it would get a really big, great reaction, I would shatter my pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that that was going to happen beforehand, and they said it's going to really hurt, and you'll get some, it'll be like a year before you walk again, and you're going to have a lot of pins, I'd be saying. 
But how hard do they laugh? <laughs> right. And then say, well, you know, it's like a four minute, four minutes. Wow. Have oh. you, I mean, I've seen you, you fell off a water buffalo once and that was part of the show so that, you know, I, yeah. I've seen you actually hurt yourself oh, before yeah. Yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah. Many times I have hurt myself. I don't know. Because I don't have at the, my very core, I don't love myself, <laughs> but I oh. love laughter. Isn't that, wait, that did that chill you to the bone? It did. It made me uncomfortable. I don't know. Well, I I didn't mean it. (laughs) All just joking around. Let's talk about you. Finally. (laughs) I mean, but really, should we? Like, you interview people, so there's still a lot people don't know about you, although I think there's a lot people do. But is there anything left for me to reveal or say? I feel like... Oh, there was something when we were, I was eating salad with, with everyone out there. Mm-hmm. We had a little bit of a, it was a festive day here at work. Erica Brown went and got a lot of great food and yeah. laid it all out. That does not usually happen. I usually forbid that kind of thing. Of course. I'm sort of the Scrooge here. I don't like a lot of joy. And Oh, that's right. I want to write a comment card for whatever restaurant um, they got that from. I just have a comment. Oh, oh. and it was, you can say. Well, I just feel like... I don't think you need to have sun-dried tomato pieces be that big. Yes, I agree with you. I would cut each one into ninths, <laughs> sprinkle it in yes. throughout the salad, not just on top. And they only use like a third. It was a um, a tubular pasta, a penne, I believe, with a light cream sauce. And then uh, each piece of sun-dried tomato was a whole sun-dried tomato. Yeah, it was like been, they had back vertical door. slices that were very long. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's an accent wall. It's not the whole room, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. You thought there was nothing left you could reveal. <laughs> you just revealed something about I'm yourself. helping people. You pay attention to the details. You always have. Yeah, God, I am. A, well, oh, oh, because we were talking out there and I go, uh, I don't think I have anything left to reveal of myself. And then y'all were like, well, how about the thing you just said? I go, oh yeah, maybe, which is, I have a very, I feel rational fear of getting dementia and uh, masturbating in public. <laughs> oh, That's specific. Very specific. And then even every once in a while, like every healthy person does, if I do choose to masturbate in a closet alone, with several locks, I I go. Hold on a second. Am I? Do I have dementia and I'm elderly and I'm in a wheelchair at like a my grandson's bat mitzvah right now? Bar mitzvah. These, these are these are not erotic thoughts. If you're trying to achieve this the orgasmic state, right? You can't be thinking about. Wait a minute. Am I an incontinent person in a wheelchair? That's the, all, all I can. That's the only way I can come. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm so goddamn old. I, I'm just shitting myself constantly. <laughs> Is it okay though? I mean, you can get away with it because you have dementia. I mean, it's not okay, but it's like, oh, she's got dementia. Yeah, but it's definitely not how you want to be remembered. Well, I, I, I don't know. You know, here's it's what I, I think about this sometimes because mm-hmm. I, I may already be suffering from dementia. I don't I, know. That's how I feel very worried. But um, I sometimes, you know, there's all these people that say, I don't want to be a burden on my loved ones. Yeah. I want to be a burden. What's the point of having kids otherwise? Exactly. I've been, I've, I've worked hard my, my whole life and I think I've been good to my, my, my wife and my children. I want to be an amazing burden, <laughs> a huge burden. Yeah. More pudding, you know, just constantly. Ding, 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 ding. ding you have ding, a little ding. bell, no intercom. No, you don't use a cell phone. I get a big bell. Dong, <laughs> dong. Conan wants his pudding. Don't you think you've already kind of been a burden? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't it like kind of nice at the end to just be like, just put me somewhere and visit. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, I look. I think you're going to be fine. You're as sharp as ever. Do you have, I have the thing now where if I can't come up with a name, I immediately think I've, I've lost it. Yeah. And then I realized I was talking to a neurologist just 
at a social event. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, it's just that we have way too much to remember now. And then it changed. We have to know like, who was the cast of The Love Boat? Right, but who was the bartender? But who played him? Okay, I mean- Well, all we that, know all those answers. Yes. I know, that, that's the sad thing. But don't, <laughs> don't ask me about the U.S. Is Constitution. Is it Lang or Lang? <laughs> would be the, but, but, um, <laughs> but that I, is the sad part. I yeah. have a counter to that. Uh-huh. We have not had to remember a zillion things we've had to remember. We don't have to remember anything right now because we have computers in our pockets. You're right, you're right. Do you know, I don't know my my live-in partner's phone number. I know it starts with 917. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I can figure it out from there. Yeah, I mean, how, how many, there could only be a handful of combinations after that. <laughs> I don't know much about math, but I think I could get it in about four tries. That... <laughs> I mean, the only way if they when the grid gets shut down by Russia or a, uh, some kind of natural disaster or whatever, uh, we're all going to have to just hope someone is at the phone number of our the house where we grew up at or our best friend at that time. Right. Because those are the only numbers I know. And probably the same for everyone. I have had moments where I have misplaced my phone. I don't know where it is. And I'm out in the world. And it's shocking how little you know in your mind. I mean, I think, I don't know how to call just about anybody. You know, Sona, you've been with me for like 12, 13 years. You forget your own number. I don't know your yeah. number. I forget my number because I just have to, you know. You don't need to remember it. Right. There's yeah, an Armenian flag and I punch it and <laughs> oh, then it calls you. Is that you. how I'm saved on, in your <laughs> phone? Yeah. Just an Armenian flag? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know any other Armenians? I don't even know your last name. Oh, okay. I just know, uh, but I, no, actually it goes to you or Cher. <laughs> It goes to either one of you. Um, if you had Cher's number and you didn't give it to me, well, we'd Cher, have a problem. Cher asked me not to give it to you. <laughs> oh, so no. let's just say that. What's Cher's like real name? Sherilyn. What's Sarkeesian. Her, that's her last name? Sarkeesian? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Can't believe I never knew that. See? And now you do have something else to reveal. The next time you're on a podcast, you know Cher's real name. You can tell people you know Cher's real name. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do? How do we, I mean, uh, you're, you're much younger than I. I think uh, you're hitting on all cylinders. I really do. You look fantastic. Your brain is razor sharp. I think you should be worried about me. I'm yeah. the one you should worry about. I'm falling apart like an old tree. I'm always worried. <laughs> oh, you are like the tree in the giving tree. Mm -hmm. Now you're just a stump. <laughs> and, then, and, but, and yet still, you're like, you can use me as a chair. Isn't that how it goes? I think yeah. so. I can't yeah. remember. It's now so sad. Right. But that's the way to think of me. I'm, I'm falling apart, but you can use me as a chair at some point when I'm just a stump. That's funny that you called me a stump. Because my mother growing up would refer to me as a bold stump. She'd say, you're a bold stump. And I never knew what that was. I yeah. think it's an old Irish thing, like a, a stump that was right in the middle of the farm in Ireland that you had to kind of like pull out of the ground with ropes. And she'd Don't we like, have like computers in our pockets? I want to know what bold stump means. I've looked it up. I've tried. I've even asked Irish people. They don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I looked it up. Yeah. It's, and it's what does it say? It's exactly what you described. It's... Uh, in Irish terms, it says you can find a few examples, apparently meaning bold or a bold person. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the word. Oh, he's a bold stump, that one. Right. <laughs> I know, but it was just so funny that I was, I mean, my mother grew up in the United States, as did her mother and, and her parents. You know, it's like we had been around for a while, but she was still saying things like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you're a bold stump. Don't you be a bold stump. And then I would go to school and my teachers were wearing dashikis and it's yeah. super cool, liberal, you know, there's like a Malcolm X poster on the wall and we're all, uh, you know, listening to be, listening to Free to Be You and Me and everything's groovy. And I've just been growing up in Victorian Ireland yeah. for some reason, <laughs> just outside Boston. My mother used to sing Danny Boy to me at night with a whispery Irish accent. Why? <sighs> I don't know. I had to put me to sleep or sing that's me to a, sleep, whatever. It's a weird one. Yeah, well, she's a weird one. But you have no Irish. There's no Irish blood. No, there. but she loved Ireland. It was her favorite place. And she married a, an Irishman, although he's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I used to sing our children to sleep at night with Ava Nagilia. 
Oh my god, that's so crazy! <laughs> this is like the gift of the Magi. Almost. It is. It was my kids were like, I don't want to go to bed. I'd be like, Ava Nagila, Ava Nagila. Ava. But then I would try and get them to be. Uh, I try to hoist them up in a chair. Yeah. Um, that, like, I'm not sleepy. I'm not sleepy now. I'd get them and my wife would come in and go, what are you doing? And I'd say, it's a mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> it got really, it got really, bad. It was, man, it was a mess. But anyway, <laughs> um, did you have a happy childhood? You've talked about how it really wasn't. Do you think? Um, I could absolutely paint a happy picture of a childhood. That would also be true. I think everybody can yes, me too. Can, yep. Yep. can make you cry with their miserable childhood and make you envious of your perfect childhood whilst not lying. Yes. You know? Yeah. We all have both flavors running through things. And yeah. I attribute most of the whatever unhappiness was, there's, you know, different reasons for it. But I remember thinking, yeah, my anxiety dial is way too high. It took me years to figure that out that not only was I anxious, but I think a lot of us were anxious in that house. And, oh, uh, and then mitigating it because it's, you you can't control your own and then you can't control anyone else's and that affects yours. Right. You know? One of the things that- Listen, if dad's ponies didn't come through, that wasn't my, <laughs> that wasn't my dad, but you know. It wasn't my dad either. <laughs> my dad was in a laboratory, like with a cyclotron yeah. looking at bacteria. But I loved to tell people that he was a drunk at the racetrack. Because <laughs> it's fun for me to paint that picture. That would think, people would think I was cooler if you were constantly, like you showed up today for the podcast and are like, Conan's at, he went to the track and he's he's deep in a hole and we he's he, we can't get him out of there, you know he really fucked up. Like ooh, he's so like tortured. He's tortured, and I'd come in and my clothes are all wrinkled and I have a lot of racing forms coming out of my <laughs> pockets. And I'm like ah, that goddamn nag, you know, really screwed me over in the final stretch. Do you have a hat? I have a crumpled hat. Yeah, with the tickets in it. I don't know. Um, I think you're thinking Those of like, like an old press. Yeah, you're people. thinking of the old, old <laughs> press. Oh, the press. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm off. Yeah, in, you the, hat? in the 1930s, you could just wear a hat and and write press on a card and stick it in your hat brim and get into any crime scene whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, this is a. Oh, sorry, sir. You have, you have a three by five card in your hat. <laughs> okay, here's my idea. I, I want to do something. They would totally infuriate people, and I've been obsessed with this for a while. But okay. I want to get a siren for my car. <laughs> and um, and and every, every now and then, if I'm in a rush to get somewhere and there's a lot of traffic in LA, I put the siren on the top of my car and woo, 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 and people get out of the way. But then eventually I pull up somewhere and people notice me just getting out of my car. Right. And they're like, what the fuck? And I'd be like, hey man, celebrity. Like, <laughs> it's my celebrity siren. <laughs> and, and it would make people so mad. Can yeah. you imagine? But- Woo! Clear out of the way! Woo! Woo! Celebrity, and they're like, "Well, not really. It's been a while since you were on the air." Yeah, and I'm like real entitled about it. (laughs) Just to bypass traffic. Woo! Everybody pull on the side of the road. Yeah, Conan's trying to get to Koi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's never something important. It's always he's meeting David Spade. At Koi. <laughs> Why do they know that? They just do. Why do people on the Well, you know what I would do? That? I would also get a, uh, I would get a PA thing. Because I, <laughs> move aside. I'm meeting David Spade at Koi. We're going to talk about the late 80s. <laughs> I would just love it. People would get so, so mad. Yeah. Then he'd be arrested for impersonating a police officer. I never, I never wore the uniform. I never impersonated a. But you got a thing. You got a woo woo on your car. So what? That's impersonating. Maybe it's an ambulance one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've never heard of a law you can't impersonate an ambulance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'm with the forestry service. I'm here to cut dangerous brush. You don't know what my siren's for. Uh, By the time they figure it out, I'm long gone. They'll never catch me. 
They'll know it's you, though. Yeah, they'll Maybe. just go to your house or... Yeah, I move around a lot. I'm pretty shifty. No, you don't. Not mm. at all. You're not <laughs> shifty at all. <laughs> pretty much know exactly where you are at any given time. Yeah. If you know the right You were just at my house not too long ago. Yeah. We don't need to get specific, but you were there and uh, you add life to any party. You, mm-hmm. were a lot of, you, you do. You're always fun. People love to see you. It's always a good... I mean, it was a good group. We had a good group together. Yeah. Yeah. We had a good time. And then I made everyone go on around the room and talk about their favorite qualities that I have. <laughs> um, that didn't go well. No. Yeah. I have been around, I have been at parties where people have done that, where they you're supposed to, it's someone's birthday and everyone's supposed to go around and talk about what they oh, love yeah. about that person. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I always think, isn't this what Stalin made people do? <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> now your turn. Why am I great leader? You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could never do that. Ever. Did you join in? Did you say something um, at that party? At which party? That party where you were supposed to say something nice. Yeah. Did you just go pass? No, I'm not going to oh. do that. I said oh. something. Oh, nice. that's nice. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't that heartfelt. And I'm sure there were a few little barbed jabs in there. Of course. You know. Oh, I nice. just understood what you're doing. Okay. What? Um. One thing I really love about you, Connor. Yes! <laughs> Whoa, that took a while. God damn. Um... So did you have anxiety or would you call it depression when you were a kid? I had both. I had, well, no, I was like, things started out great. Like it may have been hard for my older sisters. My parents hated each other, but I was like pretty much loving life as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was the youngest. I, I, I just, um, I was, had friends. I, you know, and then. Something just like, well, I was a bedwetter, so sleeping at friends' houses right. was not good, except for my three best friends. Right. They were like twin twins and a, another third. But even then, I do remember I wet my, I peed in my sleeping bag on Amy Martin's floor, <laughs> and I just did not want her parents to get involved, you know? Mm-hmm. So I woke up a little early, but there was nothing I could do. And she knew I was a bedwetter, so I flipped the... <laughs> the um, sleeping bag. And then when she woke up, I go, I peed, but I peed up. You know, because like the circle was like up. So, I, so you don't have to tell your mom. Oh you my know. God. I just remembered that. That, uh. I peed up. I don't understand. I know, it's it's not a very good lie, but out, amongst. Peed on it and then went back in? No, like I just like. Like it shot up and so it it didn't hit the rug at all or anything. Yeah, yeah. so you didn't have (laughs) to tell your mom because it's, I peed up. Like the circle, I made it so the circle was up. up. Yeah, yeah. I get it now. Okay. I loved it. I hope you had to explain it this thoroughly at that time to everybody. You see the liquid, the urine went up, not touching in contact with the floor or the rug. We all know that water or moisture never works its way down so it stayed there for the evening <laughs> this is like honestly there are a lot of moments from my childhood that Tim Robinson could use for I think you could like I could see him say, arguing that on I think you could leave no I peed up <laughs> um, but I I was a little bit happy go lucky and then like depression hit me when what I age, was what age I was just about 13 yeah to like 16. Horrible. Mm. And then I was uh, better again right. for a while. Right. And this is the part, the eternal question is, did you need that period of time to be creative? Did you need that? Um, I've had every therapist in the world say, no, you don't need that. You mm. didn't need it. No. And there's some part of me that's always the self-inflicting part of me that's thinking... No, you, that anxiety helped you or that depression helped you. And that's a bad, you know, that's a tricky thing to play with because uh, you don't want anyone thinking I need this because they don't need it. You but then there's part of you that thinks maybe I did need it. I don't know if that's just Catholics that do that. Or- I do think that it's good thing to go, I'm the sum of all of my parts and all my experience have brought me to this place that I'm, is good. But- I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, when 
like comics are like, uh, well, I don't want to get better because what if I'm not funny? Oh, but I'm not a good example of that because I'm not as funny as I used to be. I'm really not. But um, you've been a little too happy. I think maybe. Yeah. I'm going to go outside and smash your car with a baseball bat. No, I'd be fine with it because it's just stuff. But um, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but I do think that. And also it is funny because I remember saying to my therapist once. I was single and I, and I go, uh, I mean, like, how am I going to find someone that's done this level of work on themselves? And he just like sat politely. And then I went, oh, most people don't need this level of work on themselves. And he was like, yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, have you been seeing the same person for a long time? This guy I've seen for a while, a while but, um, I've seen different people. Like I, I, I remember Remember, do you remember? When um, I was your therapist? No, but uh, we have mutual friends that also went to the same therapist because I'd see them in the waiting room. But there was, but Pamela Connolly, hmm. who was on Saturday Night Live one year. I didn't even realize it when mm -hmm. I was seeing her. She's married to Billy Connolly. She was that British woman. She was a th shrink. Billy Connolly, the, the great uh, Scottish uh, comedian. Yeah. Yeah. But then she was like, I wrote a book about Billy. I want you to read it. And I was like. This is in your therapy session? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to read a book. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, to be fair, you hadn't ever read a book before. She just I wanted mean, you to read one. Yeah, but it wasn't like about my. It wasn't like what I paid. It wasn't like a book, like a, a Pema Chodron book. It was like she wrote a book about her celebrity husband. Like, why do I need to read that? Well, here's the thing. I think it's. Some people say when you're in therapy, and, and some therapists believe you're not supposed to know anything about the therapist right. and their life. So the person I talk to, I really know nothing about her life. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about it. And I just, because she has not revealed anything, I never say anything like, well, so I won't uh, have a good holiday and I hope you have a good time with your family. Family? Question mark. They were killed in a fire. Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> to know that about me. Yeah. And what you just brought up. But then I've. But in the course of my years of trying different people and different methods, I've had other people that tell me everything, and yeah. that's kind of weird, you know. I think there's a happy medium, but that is true. Like when I was seeing this Pamela, I um. I remember I loved her. And I remember saying to friends, like, I mean, she's like my best friend. I mean, I feel like she's like my best friend. And then like one session later, I, I asked her, do you have any kids? And she's like, I have five. And I was like, oh, I don't know her. At all. <laughs> I, I pay her and she's not my friend. I'm a, I don't, I'm a fucking ass. If she is, I'm an asshole. <laughs> right. I still think you can pay people and then they're still your friend like Sona. It's true. I've paid you to be my friend. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's why this whole podcast exists. So you could have friends that you don't, you don't pay. Okay. <laughs> a, you just said this whole podcast is a trick for me to finally get some friends that aren't in my employ. Right. Exactly. There have been times in the past where I've had, I mean, especially back in the late night days when I would have parties and look around and I employed everybody. Yeah. And I was having a really good time and then I realized, oh, maybe they think they have to be here. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think <laughs> No, no, we got to go. I mean, I'm kind of kidding. Nice, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I... I think you get close to the people you work with. Some people don't. Like some people just work with people and go home and then that's it. But you actually, because I think that you genuinely like the people you work with, right? No. <laughs> I tried to say something sincere and it backfired horribly. You know what's so funny? I wanted to talk about this because people have all these preconceived notions about like New Hampshire, growing up in New Hampshire. Well, I just, hold on. Can we just go back to Sona for one second? Oh, sure. Okay. When she said that you have to pay people to be your friends, and mm -hmm. that's what this podcast was, it got real silent. It did. And I was going to fill that space. 
And I decided not to. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. And now I can feel like her heart is beating faster because she has like a guilt pang. I'm sweating so much. Yeah. The, I am. I'm it, sweating. It's crazy. Uh, she's wearing this uh, light purple uh, sweater and I can see it just vibrating with a heartbeat. Yeah. It makes me, it made me uncomfortable when I said that thinking it was kind of a joke, but then no one laughed. So I'm like, oh, is that, is that real? No, it was uncomfortable. I wouldn't and now I'm she's sweating she's, and it's she's I'm shaking like Amy Klobuchar's bangs during a <laughs> <laughs> presidential. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I mean, I welcome, I welcome truth here on 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 the podcast, and but it's maybe not true. She like, thought we were all gonna friends. laugh. I mean, I just thought that that was like the whole con- like the whole conceit of this podcast. You said it. Sarah's getting twelve hundred dollars for being here. Oh. I, I'm sure. You're, I mean, but just know. I mean, you're batting like six hundred. That's really high. You know, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, I thought that that was what this whole podcast was about. But that's okay. It's well, fine. it sort of was. You know, kind of a jokey title, but then it became real. In that, I do like what is absolutely true is. You're an exception, but there's a bunch of people, because we've hung out and had real conversations, there are a bunch of people I really admire and and have loved for years, and I had quick connections with them on a late night show in front of an audience with a band, and I never really got to talk to them, and that this has been fantastic, because I right. get to do that. Yeah. But you and I, over the years, have hung out, I mean, I think it was... I think it was the last time you did the podcast. Yeah, that was our like awesome bonding day. It was a really nice happening, which is we were in New York and I was taping at Earwolf Studios and you came over to do the podcast. And then afterwards we're done. And it was just one of those things where I think it was winter time. I want to say it was Mm -hmm. winter and it's kind of dark. And you said, yeah, okay, well. And I said, so what what do you do now? And you said, well- I got to go, um, were you doing the Comedy Cellar? No, it was like Gotham and oh, we Gotham. were right near Gotham. And right. I, so I go, I have to be basically here in three hours. So I'm just going to like walk around. And you were like, you want to get something to eat? Yeah. And then um, you're never supposed to reveal that you have nothing on your schedule. <laughs> That's Why? Like rule number one of being powerful. Oh, <laughs> no, is that true? No, I, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm kind of kidding. But I, kidding. I basically said, I've got nothing to do. Let's hang out together. <laughs> And I said it just in that tone of voice. <laughs> That's um, weird. Yeah. And then, uh, but we ended up walking around. We went to some. Gray Dog. Yeah. What was that? It was. There's it, like three of them. So. Yeah. It's like a chain. And it was very informal, like order at the counter, sit down. <laughs> and then we were walking around and it was funny because people were acting like we were doing some kind of bit. Or something. We, we, we'd get stopped occasionally by people saying. Sarah, Conan, what's going on? Like, what are you shooting? No, we're just walking around. Right, like, because they don't see the cameras when you're they're watching a bit on on TV. So yes, they're probably exactly. like, oh, you're shooting a bit. It's like, no, we're just walking down the street. There'd just, be, you'd yeah. see, like, others we're around. Di- we're digesting hot dogs right now, walking <laughs> yeah. around. But it was really fun. It was really nice. And between the podcast and then walking around afterwards, I thought, that's not a job, you know? In a nice way. Oh, it's not. This is not a task I need to perform. This is just absolute fun. Was that and the first time you two hung out, just the two of you as pals? I don't. I think one on one. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, probably one on one. Yeah, yeah. There was always some other around. Somebody harshing or mellow. Well, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. It yeah. was nice. We were able to like complain to each other and stuff. Yes, you know. In a, I mean that. I should have been wearing a wire because then we could have released that as Conan walks with the podcast guest after the podcast, secretly records it, and we release that. That's more content. Secretly, kind of a dick move. Yeah, yeah, total dick move. Did you go to the comedy club? It would be called Dick Move with Conan (laughs) O'Brien. Oh my god, so good. (laughs) That is good. All right, that's it for uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Coming up, Dick Move. (laughs) (laughs) I convinced Sarah Silverman that I just want to go. To Abonpan <laughs> and get a double shot uh, almond milk latte, but really, I badmouth people in the business and get her to confess that she hates them too. That's uh, good. My yeah. mom, like, we lived in New Hampshire. You know, like, my mother would, we would go to Dunkin' Donuts and she'd be like, I'd like a croissant. <laughs> and the girl would be like, what? And I'd be like, mom. 
humiliating me. <laughs> oh, but, but she does. She'd also say, "Ah, bon pon." Ah, bon pon. So where did All that right, come mom. from? Where did that come from with her? She wanted to show that she was kind of fancy and erudite. What was it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she knew. She spoke French. She went to, oh. you know, she went to a high school like Saint Mar- Saint Margaret's. You know, she went to like a Catholic school or something or some sort of Christian school and learned French. But she also, I remember when I was with Jimmy. Kimmel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was, he you would have- to be have, specific because there's so many late night hosts named Jimmy. I know. <laughs> that time I was with Jimmy. Wait, which one? No, it was Kimmel. <laughs> um, but he, my mom had come to visit and he was, he was having a, you know, he would have like the Christmas Eve seven fishes thing. Yeah. And then we're hanging out and they're singing, everyone's singing Christmas carols and they're singing jingle bells. And my mom, you know, she's passed away. So now of course, like, I love every piece of her, but sure. she drove me totally insane. And she just was driving me crazy. And I like whispered to him and I go, she's such a fucking know-it-all. And just as I said that the song ended and she goes, I can sing it in French. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most incredible timing. <laughs> you called it. She didn't disappoint. <sighs> That's like a sitcom where they say, well, as long as no idiotic blowhard gets involved, we should be fine. Bang. <laughs> Ted Knight comes through the door of Mary <laughs> Hello. 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 Yes. Hello. But that's a perfect, that was perfect. Oh my God. I do know there are people who I know who's, who are always insisting that the real pronunciation is something that it possibly couldn't be. I mean, it, it just couldn't be. So you'll say like, let's go get a gelato. And they'll be like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's gelato. And I'll be like, what? No, it's gelato. Actually, you know, this is the kind of thing Jordan Transky yeah. would do, who works for us. He'd, he'd say, and actually it, it I'm sorry, it comes from the German derivation of the Italian, so it's gelato. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> At a certain point, we all agree that it's not. Well, that's the thing is like a, a certain point, like it's just made more popular the wrong way and that makes it the right way. Like my mom insisted that to sit, like say something is your forte, it's fort. <laughs> and, and I believe her, but no one in the world says it that way. So if you say, well, that's my fort, they'll go, what is... You mean they built a fort? <laughs> no, it's the correct way of saying what all you know as forte. My wife says tomato, and um, it in it in it's be, her family. They this is they just all say tomato, and I know that that's an old. Of course, you say tomato, I say tomato, but it's not tomato. It's just not. It's but, not no, anymore. I, I met it's a woman anymore. who said tomato, and I was just like, oh. <gasps> who, who said it? A woman that I know yeah. who, yeah, who worked with me for a short time. If, that sounds negative. I, <laughs> I hired her for a, she was a, a decorator. Okay. <laughs> it was a short-term contract. It's not like you let her go because she was saying tomato. But it was funny because she said, no, no. She, she said tomato, and it proved, in my mind, my point, which is that all... Uh, interior designers are come from money because mm-hmm. who who's a struggling interior? Nobody <laughs> works their way up. You know, like there is no coming from nothing interior. You designer. could put that crate over by that barrel, <laughs> and it might create a flow, and then lay that pipe over there, and then. You're right. They don't start out in an alley just arranging trash cans. On, I think these people are from old money that become this. And then she goes, I like the tomato color. And I go, I look over at Rory. What did I tell you? Yeah. But it could also be that is a Boston. Like my Nana said, like, you know, had a Boston accent. But she said, like, she had a weird uh like, ho- I don't know why I say like, but challah bread. She'd say like, holy you Holy know, bread? yeah, like wow. she had that kind of like scrappy Boston accent, but then she said both. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like a rich person way. It was like a Boston both, like so instead of bath. Yeah, I'm going to take a bath. Yeah, I didn't That's know if you thought of... I was saying like she had a lisp and she was saying boss or something. No, no, but she is like mid-Atlantic. My mother, I, I swear to God, the only reason I'm in comedy is my mother always reminded me, and I love my mom, uh, and she's the best, but she always reminded me of Margaret Dumont from the uh, Marx Brothers movies. Oh. The lady who's like, oh, oh, well, I, please, Groucho. Um, And it was, uh, 
she always had a little bit of that, now let's just all settle down here. Now I'd like to think we're the kind of family that knows how to respect itself and use the correct language. And of course that made me want to go, ah, yeah. you know, and then like a complete idiot. And um, they took us once to a fancy restaurant and they put down the little bowls that you're supposed to wash your hands in. We never went to fancy restaurants, but there was some occasion, might've been my parents' anniversary and they took us someplace downtown Boston that was kind of old fashioned. And they gave us little, and we all knew it was to dip your hands in to clean them. I'll never forget, I took my napkin, I'm like 12 and I tuck it like right into my shirt and I take a, my spoon and I go, eh, soup's on. And I start slurping it. And my mother was like, would you please? That's for washing your hands. And I'm like, eh. You know, <laughs> why? But if she had been not doing that, she was such a good straight person that I had to do it. I had to. I so. always say babies. I'm sorry, there was more to that. Oh, uh, no, I don't think there was. I you just, just said so, hoping that more words would come to your... <laughs> sometimes I do that. It was me throwing it to you in a anyway. professional way, yeah. That was like a behind-the-back behind the pass by, you know, Magic Johnson. You know, that was just like a really cool thing I just did. I just oh. went, so, and I looked at you, and you're, you're supposed to, like, grab oh, it and, take like... take it. Yeah, take the rock to the hole and just, you know, whang. Oh, wow, you really know basketball Pretty terms. good sportster over here. Sportster. I was going to say something, but now I want to say this, that my dream has always been, and now I think they don't play the, the, um, what's the big American basketball team? They play the Washington Generals. Oh, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. So I love the Harlem Globetrotters. But then as an adult, I thought, wouldn't it be great if I would go, if I went to Harlem Globetrotters games in like head to toe Washington Generals fan gear <laughs> and I like the foil for the kids in the crowd, you know, like this is their year that, you know, like right, really right, right. crazy. That's funny. But and I looked into it <laughs> and uh, they don't they like downsize. So they don't play the Washington Generals anymore. They just play like whatever local or something. It was the Washington Generals job to lose. Yeah. They were employed to lose every game. <laughs> And there must have been a time when they were just like, I, I know this is going to, we're going to get in big trouble, but let's beat the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, because they, because there are moments where, the, I mean, I'm sure the Harlem Globetrotters are very good, but there are moments where they're busy filling a bucket with confetti <laughs> um, or, or stealing the ref's whistle when you can, you know, pull off some major plays and get ahead, build a good, comfortable lead. But that's not the point. Well, it should be the point. No, it's okay. It's kids right need to learn. Don't. Kids, kids need to learn that anyone can lose if they're busy stuffing a a, a pail with confetti. Yeah, or like throwing a fake basketball that comes back on a string. Yeah, because it has a rubber band on it. Kids need to know that those kind of shenanigans can lead to trouble. I don't know. It's like wrestling, right? You always have to choose someone who loses in wrestling. Otherwise, what's the? I don't know. Yeah, what, what are they point? called? Not the foil, but the. Um, the loser. The, he the heel. The heel. The heel. Yeah, the heel. Or, or Stoner's term works also. The loser. You know what? You should, have, when you run out of comics to do this show, you never will, but. Never. There's too many. But uh, there are some really interesting professional wrestlers, you know, like from That's that true. world. And it's it's kind of adjacent. like. But also, we don't just talk to uh, comedians. Um, we, we talk to, I think, primarily comedians. Kings but... and queens. And, and comedians, kings and queens. <laughs> oh, uh, and down on their down on their luck royalty. Like really royalty from very small countries. <laughs> Like, you got Harry and Meghan? Oh, no. Oh, God, no. No, no. No. This is from the Duchy of Lithuania. <laughs> can we get wrestlers on? Yeah, I no, think we should. We could. Of course we could. Can we, we get a wrestler? We can have anybody we uh, want on. Adam, can we have, we can have anyone we want on, as long as they're an interesting interview. Sure. Yeah, Adam told me I'm probably going to have Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh, man. No, did did you say that, Adam? Yep. Adam, get Basically. over here. Get on the mic. This is Why? A, Adam Sachs, the, the genius, the boy genius behind all of this. That's a good podcast. Great Sachs. <laughs> Great Sachs. Sachs. Oh, Sachs. That's my name. That is his. That could be his podcast. Oh, name. oh! Yeah, I, I thought you said you great sex. <laughs> that's the that's the like, wacky thing about the name. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, so we were having a little food before you got here. Mm -hmm. We were a little late, and uh, oh, I was not. Oh, little jab there. Uh, I'm sorry. I got here. I know. Uh, well, here's what happened today. 
I was supposed to be here at one. We were all supposed to be here at one. You showed up at 1230. This is what you're told because I was going to. And then I realized it was going to be really early. So I did an errand. But okay. I came around 1241 because I believe if you aren't early, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're 15 minutes late. Yeah. In the theater, that's what you. Anyway, go on. I got here at 104. Now, that's still pretty good. I think for yeah. L.A. standards, no, four good. minutes late isn't really late. It's late. No. It's, it is. It's, it's Eduardo past says the time. No. no, I don't think that it's is. past the time you're supposed to be here. You left the guest waiting. It was, no, it was, yeah, I was having a good time. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was I'm happy. always punctual. But then I come upstairs and you're having a feast <laughs> on all this free food. And then I and then we proceed to goof around and eat well, food what for if, half an hour. What if she was, you know, King Charles? And then, you know, he's I just sitting to, up here with I don't us. Have to wor- of- I don't have to worry about that. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, back to what you were saying, because that's the crux. You've established that I was a little bit late. And for that, I apologize. Oh, no. <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. I had a great time. So Sarah mentioned that she was having trouble hearing. I have recently. I, I need hearing aids. And how do you know? Wait, did you have have you had a professional tell you? you yeah, need- actually, I was talking to someone at your party and we had both just come from an audiologist like not long ago, although he had just and I I probably did about five months ago. OK, so I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. You were told that you uh, well, you finished this. Why she this said you would dementia. benefit from hearing aids, but let's wait a year, you know. So coincidentally, my mom texted me last night that she was at an ENT because she's had some kind of cold that's lasting forever and the ENT said that her hearing has decreased over time and that a leading cause for Alzheimer's is hearing loss that's not addressed like if you don't get hearing aids when you need them your brain starts to lose the signals I, I don't know the science your brain starts to lose the signals that it's used to getting and that leads to dementia okay. and so I my mom had literally just last night texted me this article, which I showed to Sarah, which she pointed out was probably paid for I, by the hearing aid. I lobby. said, OK, I looked at the headline <laughs> in the article and then I looked to see, is this the Washington Post? Maybe it's the Wall Street Journal. And what was it? What was the article from? It, but I know that I remember that the headline had was, a question mark at the was, end of it. It, it was, was like, ad.net, you know, <laughs> it was like hearing loss. <laughs> Hearing aids company (laughs) article. Can I ask you a question? Did the audiologist, does the audiologist uh, profit from selling you, you know, a hearing aid? So what I'm saying is if you said, okay, thanks, uh, Dr. Ralph, uh, for this advice. Do you have a good hearing aid for me? I sure do. Ralphie's hearing aids. And then you suddenly realize that that they're just trying to upsell you uh, a hearing aid. I have a hard time believing you need a hearing aid. I know. I mean, I'm not the usual age of like needing a hearing aid, but I can't. I've always had, um, I have like a combination of super hearing and I can't hear at all, like whole chunks of things. So like a lot I can't hear, but if someone's like eating an apple a mile away or like (laughs) trying to open something with a crinkly, someone's doing like this. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear it and it makes me insane. I, uh, was getting very frustrated lately because when I watch TV with my kids and my wife, I'm always saying, what do you say? I have, what? Some, I have some <laughs> what, what do you say? Why are you Why? angry? I don't know. And, I, and, and I'm telling that? you, that's, it starts out, it started out a couple of years ago and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. And then it just really does turn into, <laughs> what, do what do you say? And, um, but then I read an article that they now mix, you know, all these shows are mixed with such fancy equipment and they're adding such a, a tapestry of sounds that uh, it is hard uh, objectively for anybody to hear dialogue. I mean, your times where you're watching movies mm-hmm. and just and, and it's very hard to tell what people are saying because there's so much happening on an audio uh, you know, in the audio environment. That makes sense because it's also like conflicting sounds, just like get everything gets lost. Mm-hmm. So I think you don't need hearing aids. I'm just saying that. Well, I don't can, like this. Can you hear? Listen, I, mean, she, I don't want any kind of aids, but. Oh, oh this was the article. Maybe it'll benefit her. Joke. I don't know. No, I don't want to get any. Healthyhearing.com. Healthyhearing.com. Hey, wait a minute. When we were doing the live podcasts at the Beacon, mm. one of the guys, we'd take questions from the audience at the end. That's right. And someone stood up and said that he's an audiologist and he's in Brooklyn. 
Is that yes, correct? That's, that's right. And see, my memory is holding together. And he said he would give me a free audio exam. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll do it. I think Sarah should come with me yes. next time I'm in New York and we should both go there <laughs> and see this guy and find out what our hearing is yes. situation is. I'm going to be in New York yeah, a lot a too. Idea. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Because these audiologists, the ENT was a woman, this woman, doc, this woman doctor, this doctor. <laughs> there are such things <laughs> as Also known as a doctor. <laughs> that was funny. Your funniest jokey at a woman doctor. <laughs> and, but she, the audiologists were these like two elderly men who were just like so excited because they recognized me and just constantly like you could do this and you're gummy and i'm like can you focus on like if i'm raising my hand or not and hearing the tone don't you love it when people say now this is gonna be a comedy sketch yeah. what me losing my hearing <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe it is i'm killing with it mr o'brien this tumor is inoperable hey this could be a comedy sketch thanks doctor I got too dark. Oh, you <laughs> did. That was a little dark. That's well, that's right. like the Al Franken, uh, that's my oncologist. <laughs> Whenever I bring it up, he sings the whole song. Like he remembers the whole song. I don't know if it even got on the air. I always love finding out from people. I'm more interested in what didn't get on the air than what got on the air most of the time. And I, I saw one um, and it was Bill Hader's, like a country music star. He's got his band and... Uh, at one point, Bill looks over and he looks at Fred Armisen and Fred Armisen's wearing this big wig and outfit. And he's, I think he's the drummer. And he goes, and, and, and he's kind of smiling. And Hader goes, I asked later on, I asked uh, Fred why he was smiling at this moment. And Fred said, because I knew I didn't have to put this makeup on again. Because <laughs> it's dress rehearsal. Like, I don't, I don't have to put this wig on again. Do they ever just stop? And they're like, what's the point? They should. They should. I mean, why do you keep going? I don't know. They that should do that on the. They should do that awful. on the live show. <laughs> oh no! Lauren should just dress as a referee and go like, "That's it. Fly, that's no. Someone plays salt music and we'll fuck it." We thought cats with encephalitis family was funny. It's not. So fuck it. Like fuck it. Fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. What are we going to do? Are we going to walk around today for several hours before you play at a country music festival? That'd be so great, but I've got to get my shit together to go you, on. Yeah, what are you doing now? Tell me. Going on a vacation. I haven't gone on a vacation in like 14 years. Where are you going? We're just driving to Big Bear with oh, our dogs. Nice. We got, oh, a, got like a house on Airbnb or whatever, what have you. I've never been there. You and your fella? Mm -hmm. I like your fellow, by the way. He's great. He's very funny, too. He is. He's very funny. A little too funny. Yes, me. <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. Um, that's He's nice. Great. Yeah. You're going to have a good trip. I We're going to bring our dogs. What if I came thinking? with you guys and we just, I recorded it all? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Dick move. But with Conan O'Brien. That's very special installment of Dick Move. Sarah Silverman hasn't had a real vacation for 14 years. I've insinuated myself. I'm here with President Obama, who's also going to be pitching ideas. Um, this has been really fun. I love talking to you. You know that. Yeah, I, 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 um, and I, you. And I don't even know that, I can't even tell you what we talked about, but it's just uh, effortless with you. And um, until like the past minute or so, I just feel like, I don't know, I've got nothing. Well, that's terrible. You're never supposed to. Oh, just, right. You just telegraph that to the audience. Yeah. Never do that. Never let the audience think they're getting anything less than a spectacular show. It's been amazing, Conan. I think the last minute's been the best part. Probably, yeah. Just laughs. <laughs> well, we can add those later. <laughs> <laughs> Is this for later? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's more evil than anything yeah. else. Uh, well, listen, I do consider you a good friend. and I. Why aren't you looking at me in the eye when you say that? Because I don't really... Because I do consider you. Look at this. I'm looking right in the eye. And you know what? You who else? Who else I have this problem with? Kevin Neal. And we don't look each other in the eye. Aww. Yeah. But you're the same height and everything. I know. That's the tragedy of it all. Our eyeballs are at the exact same height. God, he's my favorite. 
Okay, that hurt. Oh, uh, second period. Oh. I'm tired. No, no, no. Well, it's fine. you're not really a stand. Um, oh. I guess. No. Oh, oh, oh my no. God. It's just. Well, no, I, I don't mean. Know what I, I am, I guess. Oh, God. A, hey, a I was... helped you before. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this you, is fun. You do do stand up. You have done stand up. You do all stand up tour, please, of course. Please, please, please. No, no. I am not a true stand up. Uh, I know that. I don't. I think I'm. I'm you're more. Stand-up. You know what I am? I'm a man that just lives by his wits. Uh, yeah. uh, whatever you project onto me, I become that. Um, that also, would be good. A, a good, like not naked and afraid, but like just drop Conan somewhere and he has to just find his way. Yeah. And that was called the 60s, 70s and 80s. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go too well, but that's not the point. The point is that we are good friends and I'm looking you right in the yeah, eye. Yeah, we're definitely friends. And uh, your eyes look fantastic. I see no sign of glaucoma. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I think your cones and rods are looking spectacular. Ooh. And um, I think your hearing's fine. Oh, can I ask you a question about sight? <laughs> sure. I'm the guy to ask. Um, <laughs> this is what I do. Like, I've just been going, when I get an email from the eyeglass store that I get my glasses from, and then there's a doctor there, and they're like, time to get a checkup. Like, I don't go to a, I don't know if he's an optometrist. He like- has a glasses store. Well, does he make you look through a device? Yes. And uh, does he compare which E is sharper, which A is sharper, yeah. better, better, worse, worse, better, worse? Then he's then he's fitting you for, he's giving you a prescription. Okay. Is yeah. he no, doing it, all of it? Is he checking your peripheral vision? Is he, you know, dilating your pupils? I think so. Okay. I check Sona's peripheral vision every day by trying to attack her. <laughs> Not, and you know what? You're still really good. I am. I, that's because I get my peripheral vision checked by an actual optometrist. <laughs> I used to go on the road with my friend Mark Cohen, the other mm-hmm. Coco. Mm-hmm. And he would drive and I would sit there and I would fall asleep. And then when I'd wake up, he would notice that I was wake up, waking up. I don't know if you say this on the how to say this, but. He would close his like right eye and act like he was sleeping. You <laughs> oh, know? that's great! And I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Mark!" <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of good ones, and then he had a good one like if you have a cold, like go like sniff. This is visual, so mm-hmm. but like sniffle like you have a cold. <laughs> Act like it pulled him towards you. It's just so quick. Like, how do you do that that fast? That's like Tig when if you go to give her a high five, which for some reason I do fairly regularly. She goes like, go to give me a high five. Question? <laughs> I would never try to give Tig a high five. Ever. I know. I go, why does this happen so much that I give try to give her a high five? I don't know. No one gives off, don't give me a high five. I know. Like Tig Notaro, you know? That's true. Just, I mean, the best, but she's just, yeah, don't even But don't try you it. want to now, knowing what she'll probably say? Oh, I'm say? going to, yeah. <laughs> okay. her, going to. Um, their kids, their twins are obsessed with Rory, which makes me so happy. Like, we'll get texts from them saying, like, one of the kids was like, Oh, this is Rory's favorite team. You know, like it's just they love it so much. But Rory is so good with them. Like they came over one day and he just like he just knew what they want. They're like six year old twin boys and they're so cool and and they're such good kids. But like, you know, they they're bouncing around and Rory walks in. Hey, you guys want to drill holes in some wood? Yes. <laughs> I, like, I would be in for that too. That yeah. just sounds fun. It, it just, does sound cool. We were wrapping it up. I'm sorry. Sarah Silverman, God bless you. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Always a joy. I love you. I love you too. And look, I'm looking. Oh my God, I was kidding. No, I do love you. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really do love you. Oh, I'm out. You need a fool out of me. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. 
Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It too could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. <laughs>